1: Mahomes
0: has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown Patrick Mahomes with a rope, this one out, touchdown, this time going deep for Beckham junior Game
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Road of His Overtime on Road of His Radio, brought to you by Pepsi, Indeed, and BetOnline.ag. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Joined once again by Sean Siegel, my co-host here on Road of His Overtime. And uh, Sean, it is uh, the show's coming out on Thursday. Recording it shortly before, but. It is uh, Thanksgiving in the U.S., so uh, I guess I'll I'll start it off with a happy Thanksgiving to to both you and to all the listeners who who celebrate it across the world. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to to everyone.
1: Well, thank you, Colin, and happy Thanksgiving to you. We have so much to be thankful for, and we're going to talk about that toward the end of the show. Right now, we want to start with some exciting news in terms of our particular fantasy results things that we're uh, thankful for on the fantasy front and that would be that our chasing ot team a team we've talked about uh, throughout the season but one that we drafted with our good friends uh, pat corain and peter overzett as you mentioned on tuesday it started 0-3 two of those losses were by three points or less in high scoring shootouts then went on an eight-week run and finished eight and three tied for the best record but we are the champions because we scored the most points and column it's really cool to get to the end of the season be sitting there looking at your team having more than 100 points more than the team in second place
2: yeah we really like it started off it was looking uh you know disappointing obviously but we were still putting up the points and i will say uh, for the listeners sean was always very confident in terms of you know the opportunity to get uh, one of those highest uh, point totals in the the division <laughs> even if we didn't have the the winning record uh sean was i think it was this league sean you're hoping for the a completely unvictorious season, but still make the playoffs. But we turned that around with the the eight and O run here over the last eight weeks, and the team has been been pretty much unstoppable. On the weeks that somebody has uh, kind of let us down or hasn't put up the the big game that maybe we were hoping for, uh, other players have gone and stepped up. We talked with uh, Pat Corrigan a couple of weeks ago about like what would really turn this team around, and that was getting some more production out of mark andrews who had the the big performance this past week which obviously uh, boosted the team uh, quite a bit so um overall the team has has been phenomenal we've been kind of built on that kyler murray delvin cook uh, aj brown who i mentioned uh, at the end of the the show on tuesday um kind of core and then we've had kind of weeks where the other players have stepped up and and jumped in but it, it's been it's been a, a fun season Sean has been clicking through getting some great uh, DST performances even uh, you know we had Washington this past week with 13 points and all those points like you mentioned really do uh, boost the team um, you know in terms of that overall uh, scoring production so it's, it's been a real fun run let's see where it where it ends up uh, come the end of the season but in, in terms of the overall standings there was a, a period of time Sean where we dipped into the the top 150 teams uh, in, the, in the entire competition and in terms of overall points um, Now, Ronald Jones didn't uh, push us any higher than that uh, over over the last uh, couple of days with his Monday night performance uh, but in terms of uh, where we sit currently 233rd and that leaves us um, about 150 points off top spot so obviously if you're going on the weekly average we're we're, we're looking to gain 15 points on that team and, and four spot and uh bring, bring it all home
1: yeah and this is a team that it was a lot of fun because we really incorporated in some of the different elements different people from our four-person group wanted to do We had that decision of, you know, do we take Alvin Kamara? Do we take Dalvin Cook? And I was kind of pushing for Cook so that we would have a little bit of balance with all of the Kamara teams. We couldn't have gone wrong there. Alvin Kamara having an extraordinary season in his own right. I do like the fact that with this fourth pick, uh, we weren't afraid to reach for our guy. Cook was someone we really liked above ADP. I liked as someone who could challenge Kamara, could challenge Elliott, could challenge Barkley. For that number two slot do you think that christian mccaffrey would have still scored more points had he stayed healthy but cook out there at 27 i mean that's going to be a level that is difficult to hit i talked about uh being thankful for gary kubiak in a cool article that neil dutton is going to have for the site and kubiak has set up justin jefferson with uh some crazy numbers the third most rookie yardage through 11 weeks Uh, adam thielen Only Randy Moss and Terrell Owens have scored more touchdowns through 11 weeks than what Adam Thielen has done this season. It's it's easy to forget just how good Owens was. He did it three different times, scored more touchdowns than that. But Thielen in rarefied air as a touchdown score. And then Dalvin Cook's 27 points per game. He's seventh in the last 20 years in terms of point per game average through the first 11 weeks. So, that Vikings offense really putting up the points, despite in Kirk Cousins having more of a game-managing type of QB, uh, someone who's sort of a poor man's Matt Ryan, not the big arm strength, uh, in some cases not even the great decision-making, but someone you know who can read the field, who can make the plays when the plays are there, and he's got this fantastic supporting cast around him looking for Cook to really break out and hopefully uh, hit maybe a Todd Gurley playoff level where he has multiple 40-point games. Now, we've gotten that already this season. It's a little bit greedy to ask for more 40-point performances when he had a two-week stretch with 80 already this season, but that's what we're looking for uh, to win the whole thing. Mark Andrews, we need him to do what he did this week, really get back going in that Baltimore offense. If Mark Andrews can have some of those multi-TD games then you know we're really off to the races you want to have that elite tight end as your foundation in these ffpc formats and then dj moore aj brown stefan diggs the player we got in round six a very exciting guy there a favorite of the site that gives us these three star wide receivers and then as you mentioned kyler murray so we have the foundation we're looking for this big jump in the fantasy playoffs to try and compete with the overall title. But it's a lot of fun to own that team with the ship chasing guys. And it's been a lot of fun to watch this. As you joked when we were 0-3, I was saying, well, let's see if we can be winless and and still make the playoffs on points. That would be a pretty hilarious designation there. It turns out that when you have Dalvin Cook, it's impossible not to start winning. And so we did tear off that eight game. (laughs) Looking forward to the fantasy playoffs with that one. And then, Colin, we had a a cool piece on the site by Monty Fawn. Listeners will know him as one of the best fantasy football owners in the entire world, someone who has finished in first place overall in the main event during the regular season in total points. Uh, That is a designation that doesn't come easily and doesn't come often. Uh, He wrote about the teams that he owned this season and broke down a couple of the main events from our ownership group.
2: Yeah, and uh, when we when we look at it, obviously, <laughs> obviously we didn't get into it. Unfortunately, with uh, our team with Ben Gretsch. it was a team that just always seemed to have something go wrong mm-hmm. each, each kind of week. But when Monty uh, sums up how how we did, you know, Rotoviz in general uh, and main event teams, he said the the too long didn't read version is quite simply to say we kicked some ass. So in terms of the the Rotoviz teams as a whole, um, there's been some really really dominant performances. Uh, I guess Sean. I'll dive into to get your thoughts cuz two of these obviously feature you there there's yourself and and Curtis Patrick's team um you know and then that was the team that you were hoping that was going to go uh, undefeated all season just just came up a little bit uh, at the end of the season but a really a really good run so far uh, and then there's obviously your team with Blair as well so two teams uh and really good good positions um one of them drafting from the the 103 and the other drafting from the 12th spot so two very different uh, approaches to to drafting, um, and then you obviously waited quite a bit in the and the team with Blair to to go for running back, um, you know, around eleven, round twelve to, to get those guys in, being Bryce Love and, and Keyshawn Vaughn, who obviously we we could say that you waited to the thirteenth or fourteenth round to, to get that uh, to get that first running back that was able to be used this season. But um, what was some of the different strategies and and what's the outlook for for the two teams here as we as we get ready for the the championship rounds?
1: Well, well, first, let's give a little bit of a shout-out to Monty here with his teams. He owned a team with John Lipinski, who uh, listeners will know as a writer for the site, hasn't been able to do as much recently, but one of the smartest guys in fantasy. It'll it'll come as no surprise that the two of them were able to sweep best record and most points. They had a shot there where Kamara fell to them at the eighth spot. It was right during uh, that time period where there were worries that he might hold out. So then when their wide receiver targets were sniped coming back around in the second, they went ahead with Josh Jacobs and then took their stretch of wide receivers. So uh, they still have fantastic receivers. They have Kyler Murray. They destroyed that league. He's got another team with his ownership group, the one that has had such fantastic success over the last five years. Uh, They were anchored by travis kelsey they got that james robinson pick in there and then justin herbert has really emerged for them at quarterback so they also had the points title and the best record in that league uh if you're missing monty you know check him out on mondays on the site uh again i think maybe the best owner in fantasy football now these teams that you talked about that i have with curtis and blair they've been a lot of fun it's been a roller coaster uh, curtis and i i I mean, you can't say devastated. We were elated, excited at what this team did. But to go 10-0, to be right there at 11-0, to not necessarily need that many points to win the final week and go undefeated in the regular season, uh, to blow that one was a little bit of a dagger. We also blew the points lead. Colts-Packers game didn't exactly go Boy, we needed. We didn't need the Colts kicker to run up the score on us. That That was unfortunate. But best record there excited about that we had alvin Kamara with that team with the other team we decided to take dalvin cook that team was able to secure the number two seed that one has kyler murray deandre hopkins so again we talked on tuesday that the cardinals could be in a little bit of trouble if you have a chance to sell deandre hopkins you might do that but to have a murray hopkins team if they can get things turned back around Right, this team has some pretty crazy upside to go in there with Dalvin Cook. We also have Jonathan Taylor on both of those teams. He finally looked a little bit better in this game against the Packers. They used him a little bit more. The thing that's sort of sliding under the radar with Taylor's disappointing season is that he does look good as a pass catcher, right? So, what he needs is one of those 98 yard touchdown runs that we got from Ronald Jones. Doesn't need to be 98 yards, we would take 70, 75, something in that range. A couple of breakout runs, and he is going to be off to the races. The fact that he's catching some passes in that offense, even with Hines in place, and Hines really is one of the best pass-catching running backs in the entire NFL, I think that bodes very well for his future. Uh, It's probably going to be difficult to buy. Jonathan Taylor owners tend to be true believers, but if you can uh, peel him away from someone who is a little bit disillusioned, who thought they were going to get a Saquon Barkley season, which I I think was within the range of outcomes, didn't materialize right if you can get someone who's disappointed there this is your time to strike and then as you mentioned this team with Blair was a lot of fun we did wait too long to draft a running back and I will admit that uh, we we didn't need Macol Hardman who as it turns out not only was that not a running back but it was a completely useless wide receiver pick now one of the things about going back and looking at this and saying well this was a clear mistake because Hardman wasn't good it's important to remember that when we're looking at all of these picks Once we're looking back, we know the answers. We didn't necessarily know the answers to start with. This team has DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Will Fuller. So it's got six guys. It's tricky even with those guys to figure out who to start each week. You're trying to balance the opposing uh, defense, the opposing cornerback matchup. You're trying to figure out who's healthiest this week. I was a little bit concerned about Calvin Ridley going out there with the multiple injuries he's had. In fact, what happened was that Julio Jones was the guy whose hamstring tightened up and brought that kind of right to the edge for us in terms of advancing this week. But I like that team with those wide receivers. And one of the things that we talk about here, and I had a team that I drafted with Ben and the ship chasing guys that also made it in sort of at the end of, of week 11 there was a zero running back team and lost our first round pick lost George Kittle. When you have these zero running back teams, you have so much built in production because during that round two to round six area, the wide receivers just destroy other positions in scoring. And even if you have to juggle some other things in your lineup, you have to search for running backs to play then you still have this wide receiver production to fall back on it gives you such a high floor you can make some mistakes whereas if you have a running back heavy lineup or a lineup maybe that requires your quarterback to do well some of those things are very very fragile in terms of what would have happened now i do like having the potential for those high scoring quarterbacks and both of these zero back teams actually had Sean Watson. Watson has been a little bit below the radar with how well Russell Wilson has played with how well Dak Prescott was playing before the injury with how many points Kyler Murray has scored quarterbacks who were in that same range. But we saw this week with Watson going up against the Patriots defense and the Patriots have been good enough on defense, even within this uh, certainly just depressing season for them. Uh, a good enough defense to have defeated the Ravens the previous week. And yet Watson sort of out there by himself with these wide receivers who maybe are good, not great. Maybe are role players with the exception of Will Fuller, who, you know, I think fans could argue is above average, right? But Watson out there really dominated the game, scored 29 points just in the first half. And so, you know, you have the upside with that run pass QB, but, I like these teams because those wide receivers give you so many chances. And right now, Blair and I have Hines. We have JD McKissick, who has been a really surprising uh, running back scorer. And we have Kalen Balach. So depending on how long that lasts before Austin Eckler comes back, the running backs actually don't put us at that much of a disadvantage compared to most other teams. Now, we don't have a Cook. We don't have a Camara. You're not going to be able to get those points at the position from these players, although in any given week, I mean Heinz has had a three big spike weeks, so it's one of those situations where when you need the big win, you're hoping he has the big game that week. But you can cobble together those running back points. And you know, I've lamented the fact that we just missed on our James Robinson bid. If we had Robinson with that team, then you know we would be sitting very, very pretty. Uh, I would encourage owners, if you have a a feeling about a guy, you know, he was someone we profiled in the Zero Running Back Candidates update, said, you know, get this guy. We talked about him all the way back before the NFL draft, saying that he actually fit in in that same range in the running back prospect lab of Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Eno Benjamin. Now, he actually fit in the same range with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Darrington Evans. Now, Evans has been out and missed most of the season where he might've been able to show off, but Robinson has been better than Edwards O'Leary, who was the first running back drafted. So we have these situations here where we know what the profiles of some of these guys are. We know that the late round players will break out on occasion and we want to be ready to strike. If you feel like a guy has a shot to do that because, of the momentum combined with the evidence, you know, don't bid, don't barely miss. You'll be regretting it the whole season, but no, it's it's been a lot of fun and managing these teams with Curtis, with Blair has, has been a blast and really looking forward to these next two weeks with the fantasy playoffs. And then the three weeks after that in the race for the big money.
2: 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient which means every hire is critical and indeed is here to help indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site according to ComScore. indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. This is the best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com/bluewire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents fewer than one percent of one percent of one percent of people will ever play professional football but instead of entering the NFL they've joined another league the League of Football Watchers this football season will be very different we've seen that already so far Pepsi is the way to get ready for game day no matter how you watch The NFL is high octane, it's high energy, and of course you need that energy to get you through all four quarters. Maybe you're a Raiders fan, you're watching some of that Derek Carr action, Uh, he's been uh, absolutely dealing the football recently, making shootouts in pretty much every game, but lots of energy needed uh, and the Raiders could be on their way to the playoffs. But no matter how you watch the game, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it.
0: click subscribe and enter code 2020 rv radio at checkout for 10 percent off you can even extend your subscription oh and one more thing if you haven't ever done it please rate and review the podcast you're listening to right now on apple Podcasts. it's really easy it only takes like 10-15 seconds just do it we'd love to hear your feedback now back to the show
2: so sean as we've been doing in our second show each week we've kind of been focusing on some of the listener suggestions uh we're gonna do that as well today we've been getting them in on twitter and on email you can send them to me on twitter at over to Martin. you can send them uh to Radio at at gmail.com we'll use the best ones on each week's shows um sean i've got a few in this week uh two two suggestions directed specifically at yourself we got one in from sarkar manor uh on twitter and he was sent to, to please let you know that the the third season of the last kingdom just went live on netflix this was uh just on november 20th uh you give that recommendation a month ago and he was saying that it, it's awesome so just checking in sean have you had time to to watch and already i know you're a big fan of the show
1: well this is one of the interesting ones i think because it gives a little bit of a sense of how um Netflix and and all the different streaming services can be a little bit different in different areas of the world. One of the things that I like, and then we've talked about on the show, uh, my recommendation from this week actually was for a foreign show that absolutely fantastic here in the U S the last kingdom season four is actually out. And so for anyone who is kind of sitting in a position where they only have access to season three, yes, have had a chance to watch that. It is spectacular Uh, season four, maybe a little bit of a flatter start. I wouldn't say a slow start or a bad start, but then really builds into some extraordinary stuff down the stretch. So anyone who's made it through three seasons, hasn't had a chance to watch season four yet. You've got even more excitement coming from Uhtred and the gang, and it has been renewed for season five. So if you missed our recommendation earlier, make sure you check out The Last Kingdom, a truly extraordinary sort of historical drama but with that sort of fantastical or that uh, knights in shining armor it's not knights that's not exactly the time period but these warriors type of dynamic that similar in some ways to game of thrones but believe me it really is better than that better even before we consider the last couple seasons of game of thrones so get out there watch the last kingdom you won't be disappointed
2: and uh, so, Satcher thought he was doing, uh, doing you a solid, letting you know about season three. Little did we know that Sean's uh, already on season four. Uh, Mike, the those are the sort of things, Sean, that you know sometimes we get the advantage here in Europe, uh, or depending on where you're watching, sometimes the things will come out a little bit earlier uh, in our kind of zone, I guess, and then it'll come out later in the US. But it also happens vice versa. So sometimes, you know, we might need a, a VPN or you know a private network to to change the address, maybe uh, to to stateside to to get that um, and to be able to watch it. So um, it's always interesting to see what's out. I used to remember when I was maybe thirteen or fourteen, went on a couple of holidays uh, to America, and obviously. Uh, well i'm 31 now so i'm coming up to 32 so it is quite a while ago uh, it mightn't seem like it but uh, you know when you used to go to the cinema in america there'd be films that would be showing in america and then when you come home uh you know it wouldn't be here for three months and that, that is the truth like now obviously with netflix with the internet like even back then it was like you no know, probably dial up internet so <laughs> you weren't streaming things uh it's just funny to think back on that time where now things just happen so quickly and are are so easy uh, accessible, you know, online and, and things like that. Uh, another suggestion came in from Josh Moberger and, uh, he says, hi hey guys, love the pod. Thanks thanks for the kind words, Josh. He says, my pitch for the best bad show. So this was what we were looking for last week. He said the best bad show that he's seen is Banshee uh, on Cinemax and uh, starring the lead from The Boys, which was another recommendation from earlier this season. Uh, the show really requires some enormous amounts of suspending your disbelief, but if you buy in, every episode uh, is like a standalone 90s action movie uh with really genuine fight scenes uh he loved he loved it While he admitted that it was it was plenty of bad so <laughs> another one uh but we got a good few suggestions in for the best bad show but uh josh recommending banshee is the best bad show of the week
1: and and that is uh both i i'm gonna say he's right on the money there banshee is is a bad show but it also is a lot of fun i haven't made it all the way through to the end there but it is an enjoyable sort of guilty pleasure binge watch i would encourage people to check that out and and like he mentions you know stars the the lead from the boys another show that uh, is a lot of fun is better than banshee but uh, certainly both of those shows are a lot of fun and, and and he really brings in both characters
2: and obviously, we touched on your Monday piece, uh, Sean, uh, on Tuesday's podcast. But um, at the end of each Monday piece, you do your your recommendations as well. Um, do you want to head on on your recommendations from from this week?
1: Yeah, this week I I just finished watching a show called No Man's Land, which was pretty extraordinary. It features a French protagonist who is uh, watching a clip of a terrorist attack on TV and thinks he sees his sister who has perished several years ago actually in a terror attack. And so, you know, he sets out for Turkey to try and find her. And then you end up moving into this story where uh, we learn about life from some of the perspective of the Kurdish women who are fighting a sort of an anti-ISIS initiative. We learn about Some folks who have actually joined ISIS, one of whom uh, is sort of embedded there as a spy. And it's fascinating, I think, when we get stories from different perspectives that do do justice to the characters. Now, there's always this question of, of how good... And how true is the portrayal? But I think anytime that you as a creator are approaching the different characters with empathy and trying to understand them, understand their stories, understand the difficulty of being a human in so many of these different dynamics where I'm lucky to have a life that is very easy. And you you have good times, you have bad times, but you're not faced with the types of situations that so many people in the world are. And to have stories that, dive into that and deal with it in a way that has some fairness to the characters i think is just it can be a really meaningful experience but then the second thing on top of that this is a a crazy mystery right the dynamism of the story is almost unbelievable in terms of how it spools out the the mystery itself the action and so, you know, you've got a, a war story, you've got a mystery, you've got a very human tale. And to have combined all of those things, you know, <laughs> into a television show that's on Hulu, I think it was a very, very impressive endeavor.
2: And uh, you kind of mentioned there being thankful for some things, you know, and understanding that life is very tough in certain like everyday life but in terms of the toughness that goes through some people in certain countries um, we can be quite fortunate but i guess it ties in with uh, the next part of the show today it is uh, coming out on, on Thursday which will be Thanksgiving in the U.S. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, happy Thanksgiving to all those who do celebrate it. Um, but in terms of what we're thankful for, Sean, um, obviously I guess we'll we'll kick it off with being thankful for uh, the listeners to the podcast. We we appreciate all the, the feedback, all the the reviews of the podcast, all the nice uh, comments and, and thoughts that come in from the listeners through the email and through Twitter. Uh, we we don't take the, the listeners for granted and across the entire road of his radio network we, we appreciate each and every one of you makes it a lot of fun for us doing these shows and, and putting out this content uh, I guess I have to say I'm thankful for my family I have a, a great wife I have a, a a two and a half year old little girl who keeps keeps me very tired but keeps me uh, very busy and, and keeps us entertained and uh, this Sunday actually will mark uh, quite a landmark for me I've been Uh, building a house over the last uh, number of years um it's been a a lot of planning a lot of dedication a lot of time um but uh i was hoping to be in it for nfl week one i remember when the, the super bowl ended last year i thought well uh will I will this be the last game that I watch in this house that I live in currently uh will that will this be uh, the last game I watch here and I was kind of hoping that was the case but uh, unfortunately it wasn't and uh, we're now heading in to NFL week 11 but uh, hoping to move in this Sunday uh, so NFL week 11 could be the, the kickstart for all that so I'm very thankful for that uh, both to be at an end of the the stressful process of going through the planner permission the building organizing all the stuff and all that good stuff but uh, really looking forward to uh, being in and i think it'll it'll be something that'll probably hit me with uh probably a wave of emotion because at the moment it just feels like it's a project i've been working on it doesn't feel like it's a place that you're going to move in and hopefully live for the rest of your life so really looking forward to that been been working on it since 2016 so a four-year process uh so I, i'm very thankful for that as well to be to be in that position but um it's uh it's always good to, to look back and be thankful i think sometimes maybe we don't do that enough I, I know myself i think it's one of the things that i try and work on quite regularly uh you know gratitude and and being thankful so it's always good when when we can kind of air those things we are thankful for so uh sean i know you have you have a, a good list here i can see on the show sheet i'm looking forward to uh to hearing some of these
1: yeah well i've got some some fantasy things that i'm thankful for here i will mention you know first the family i have a new nephew and it's sad in in 2020 not to be able to to see him uh, in person to meet him but you know get the new pictures and, and videos every couple of days and and that's been a real bright spot in what has been a difficult year the listener family the family of writers and podcasters with the site that to me is just an example of what the entire community has done in 2020 we we tend to with the news trying to get their clicks focus on so many of the bad things that are happening and people not making 2020 good in terms of of doing things that we need as a community. And that covers up the fact that the main storyline of 2020 is that despite all of the awful things that are happening, so many people are coming together in individual communities, either through their families, their jobs and friendships with, you know, maybe you're in a tennis league maybe you, you know, do, uh, dance or martial arts or book clubs or poetry readings or you know you go and volunteer at your local community center there are so many communities that even if you can't be with some of those people in person right now have banded together to make 2020 still a a wonderful place right and i think the fact that humans are able to do so many very positive things and that that really is the biggest story of 2020, not the things that we're hearing with the election, not with, you know, people not doing the right thing, but that 2020 could be a lot worse if the human family wasn't such a great family. And, and one of the fun things is to be able to have this community of fantasy football. I'm, I'm very thankful that this season has gone off. The number one thing is I'm thankful that mostly the players, the coaching staffs have stayed healthy right it wouldn't be great if we were having to play through so many people getting seriously ill every week the teams are mostly healthy the players who've gotten sick have mostly gotten better right away so we can be thankful for that but not only has the season happened but it's been an exciting season right maybe maybe one of the things that uh you know gets covered up a little bit but it's just made football more fun is that analytics are finally breaking through to the extent that teams are going for it on fourth down we're no longer a force to watch these avalanche of fourth and two from the 40 punts right teams are are going out there they're going for it on fourth down they're converting fourth down they're scoring more points they're putting pressure on the opposing team to score more points and that has been fun and that's enabled a lot of other storylines that have made this year a, a blast to watch. I mean, it's fun to turn the TV on on Thursday night. It's fun to turn the TV on on Sunday mornings and watch these performances. I'm thankful for Stefan Diggs. I'm thankful for those rookie wide receivers loaded up on second round picks, have a lot of these guys. You know, this looks like a class that might even be better than 2014 when, you know, we were comparing that throughout the offseason, saying, well, you know, maybe it'll be similar. Nothing could ever be that good. Maybe that's not true. I mean, these guys have been extraordinary. Stealing one from Devin McIntyre. I'm going to say I'm I'm thankful for dead zone running back drafters. It's always nice to have people (laughs) drafting running backs and pushing the good players down to us. I'm grateful for Kyler Murray and the rushing QBs. I've been critical of Murray, but he is fun to watch. You know, maybe the best – You know, he's he's not the best passer, but he might be the best running back since Barry Sanders. Just extraordinary out there on the field. Grateful for Patrick Mahomes, who is on pace to be the – best player in nfl history now you've got a long way to go you've got to play for a lot of years to do what drew Brees has done what tom brady has done you know what peyton manning has done even what someone like aaron Rodgers has done patrick mahomes the chiefs have this bizarre inability to stop the raiders it's so weird because you go look at all the metrics and you're like well the Chiefs' defense is pretty good but are they playing seven guys <laughs> against the raiders so everybody got a chance to watch that on sunday night the defense eviscerated patrick mahomes like no big deal we'll just go score last we'll win you know we're going to win the super bowl again i'm grateful for the likelihood of another coaching staff in detroit we get a new one of those every couple of years at some point it's going to take i think they're shut out to the panthers Puts that definitely in motion. I'm grateful for James Robinson, these great stories. Grateful for those zero running back points, but also to see these undrafted guys show that they really are the real deal. Grateful, like always, for Tyler Boyd and grateful for these rookie quarterbacks. Every year that we get new quarterbacks in who can really play. I mean, think about how much fun, more fun the season has been with the Bengals and the Chargers attacking. We've got another good class coming in this next season. You know, we get to the point where NFL teams are up to 27, 28 quality, exciting quarterbacks. Then, I mean, you're not going to be able to pick which games to watch each week, even with the NFL Sunday ticket. You know, I, I, on my tuner, I can record seven games. There's often a situation where the eighth game, I can't record at that time and, and sort of watch the whole thing out. I usually pick the Washington football club because Uh, They don't have a lot of exciting things going on there. I say that Antonio Gibson, another thing to be thankful for. He's had a cool season. I tried to make a trade with uh, Dalvin Cook for Gibson plus the other day and was told, um, you know, those two guys are going to be worth the same thing in another year or so, which, you know, think about that again. Dalvin Cook, 27 points per game. You've got this running back conversion player who breaking out for a team like Washington Anyway, thankful for the quarterbacks, thankful for the exciting play. Every Sunday in 2020, it has been an absolute blast.
2: Yeah, and I I think um, that was something I was going to mention as well, but you kind of touched on it as uh, thankful for just the NFL games because, you know, you're going through your your week and there's obviously a lot going on, but the NFL games on a Sunday have made kind of the week feel a little bit more normalized, Uh, you know, with with the lack of like I'm in Ireland, uh, we've kind of, uh, we're not meant to go more than five kilometers from our house at, uh, over the last kind of four or five weeks um so we're quite restricted in our movements and things like that so there's not a lot of seeing family there's not a lot of doing stuff like like you mentioned as well um so having those games for you know six to eight hours on a on a sunday um really gives you something to kind of look forward to and you know get back into the the normality even though it's it's not normal but it, it puts a bit more normality into your life so uh thankful for that as well. Um, as I mentioned, we're thankful for the listeners, and as always, you can get a 10% discount as a loyal listener to the is uh, website, and you can get that at rotavis.com forward slash podcast or you can enter the code 2020 rv radio at checkout um that's going to do it for today's edition of the show as always drop us a written interview on your favorite podcast app and you can send in those suggestions uh for those kind of the listener suggestions your, your recommendations uh, you can send them to me on twitter at Overtime Ireland, or you can send them to rotavisradio at gmail.com. We'll use some of the best ones on next Thursday's show. Uh, so, until we're back with another edition of the podcast, my name's Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at overtime Ireland. Joined as always by Sean Siegel, you can find all his great work up on rotavis.com. If you didn't listen to Tuesday's show, head on back and have a listen to that. We talked through Sean's Monday piece looking at some wide receiver trade targets. And until we're back next Tuesday with another episode, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotovis Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovisradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotovis Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Road Radio homepage, rotovis.com forward slash podcast. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this season, but you can still bet on all the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you have every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager on than anywhere else. You can still get in on their great bonuses today and start wagering on wins, division championships and futures. It's all to play for as we get down to the closing stages of the NFL season. Head on over to BetOnline today to take advantage of those great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns.
0: Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings